BestBookBits.com presents The Boggleheads Guide to Investing by Mal Lindea, Michael LaBeouf, and Taylor Laymore. The Boggleheads Guide to Investing is slightly irreverent, straightforward guide to investing for everyone. The book offers sound, practical advice no matter what your age or net worth. Bottom line, become a bogglehead and prosper. An easy-to-use, need-to-know, no-frills guide to building up your own financial well-being so you can worry less and profit more from the investments you make. Invest like a bogglehead and let their grassroots investment wisdom guide you down the path of long-term wealth creation and happiness without all the worries and fuss of stock prickers and day traders. If you face a financial crisis or problem or simply want to know what is prudent to do with the money you save, the Boggleheads will have the answers you need to help you gain your financial footing and keep it. The written summary can be found on our website, bestbookbits.com. So without further ado, I bring you the book summary of The Boggleheads Guide to Investing. Choose a sound financial lifestyle. Number one, borrowers borrow money from the future in the form of credit loans till the lifestyle collapses. Consumers consume money paycheck to paycheck. Keepers focus on accumulating wealth over time. Number two, the focus on net worth mentality over paycheck mentality strongly works in keepers' favor. Start early and invest regularly. Number one, compounding is the key to building wealth. Compounding is the key to building wealth. People who save and invest early on gets a huge advantage. Know what you are buying. Number one, stocks represent ownership in a corporation. Number two, bonds are equivalent of lending money to a corporation who returns you interest on that until it finally pays you the original value. Short-term bonds, one year. Intermediate term, two to 10 years. And long-term, 10 years or more. Number three, treasury bonds can be purchased directly from treasurydirect.gov. Series one and tips are recommended as inflation-protected bonds. And number four, municipal bonds are state and federal tax exempt. Five, bond funds are a collection of bonds with very maturity dates. The weighted average maturity of them is called duration. A bond fund with duration of four years is expected to lose about 4% its value if interest rates go up by 1%. Number six, bond fund. Short-term, one-year to four-year maturity. Intermediate term, four to 10 years maturity. And long-term, 10-year or more maturity. Number seven, a 27-year-old should hold 27% of net investments in bonds. Number eight, mutual funds buy securities equities, bonds, or could be hybrid. Number nine, fund of funds by other mutual funds. Famous fund of fund is Vanguard Life Strategy Funds. And number 10, mutual funds are priced at the end of the day based on the value of equities, bonds they hold. Number 11, annuities combined insurance with investment. Mixing the two is a bad idea. Therefore, people are better off considering things like 401k, IRA, etc. rather than annuities. And number 12, ETFs are like mutual funds, but they are traded continuously in the market, which means they can be valued at higher or lower than the value of underlying securities. Protecting against inflation. Number one, inflation erodes the real value of money over time. Number two, series one bonds having an inflation component. They are bought and sold directly from US Treasury. Number three, tips Rates are controlled by market. The only way to guarantee no loss of principal is to buy them in treasury auctions. Holding them in a taxable account is bad since inflation adjustment produces taxable phantom income.
Since tips are market traded, they must be held to maturity to guarantee no loss of principal. Unlike one bonds, which have to held over a period of one year. How much do you need to save? This chapter referenced some calculations which take numbers like future inflation rate, future returns rate, after a person turns 65. I think those numbers are just too varied to have any certainty on deciding how much to save. Keep investments simple. Number one, in rest of our life, we try to be better than the average. Go with guts and take an action when crisis happens. All these are bad for investing. Number two, best option is to buy index funds which track a particular index. Buy one with low expense ratios since in the market you will get what you don't pay for. Number three, a lot of actively managed funds have a good pre-tax but bad after-tax returns since they trade heavily, high turnover, and pass the realized gains to investors. Asset allocation. Number one, time and again, various studies have shown that experts cannot predict market. Number two, a study showed that among four factors, asset allocation of stocks, bonds, and cash, individual security selection, market timing, and cost, 93.6% returns were controlled by asset allocation. Active management led to reduction of 1.1% in returns. Number three, another study by Vanguard showed that 77% of variability of fund returns were determined by asset allocation. And number four, for large domestic stocks, returns between 1935 to 2013 varied between minus 43% to plus 54% for one year period, minus 1% to plus 20% for a 10 year period. Number five, risk tolerance is an important consideration. When market crashes, all experts say that worse is yet to come, and if that fear can lead you to selling, then you are better off with a more conservative bond focused portfolio. And number six, international stock allocations should be about 20 to 40% of the portfolio. And seven, High-yield bonds, junk bonds, are speculative and not worth the risk. Given that yields are tax-ineffective, people should buy safer bonds instead. Cost matter. Number one, from front-end sales commission, deferred sales charge, back-end loads, purchase fee, exchange fee, 12B1 fee, and several other such fees are charged irrespective of how the fund performs. Number two, funds with higher turnover produce bad after-tax returns. And number three, always try to invest in lower-cost funds. Taxes. Number one, stock dividends are taxed at a lower rate than regular income. Bond dividends are taxed at regular income. Long-term capital gains are taxed at a lower rate. And unrealized gain losses are taxed only on realization. Focus on tax-efficient placement. Tax-managed funds try to focus on improving after-tax returns. Tax-loss harvesting uses short-term losses to reduce tax liabilities. If you have to buy bonds in your taxable account, buy either Munis or US Saving Bonds, Series 1 or Series EE. Retirement accounts. Always buy mutual funds after their distribution date. And last, sell profitable shares after year-end to delay tax payments for a year. Diversification. Diversification reduces the risk of being overexposed to certain sectors. The best diversification is to hold the entire market. Performance chasing and market timing. Number one, 
best performance of the past have no correlation with the best performance of the future. Worst performance in the past have some correlation with bad performance in the future. Number two, time and again, public contests held for timing the market have shown that no one can time the stock market. All those three stocks to own now are pure bullshit. Number three, predicting interest rates to time the bond market is equally harder. And four, inactivity strikes us as intelligent behavior. Warren Buffett. Investing for college. UTMA and UGMA are bad accounts since children can do anything with them once they turn 18. Number two, saving bonds 1 or EE are good since their earnings are tax-free if used for educational purposes. And three, Coverdell ESA have annual contribution limit of $2,000 after tax contribution and tax-free growth if used for educational purpose can be contributed only till the child is not 18 and must be used before the child turns 30 or can be transferred to another child after that. And number four, 529 plans allow much larger contributions, five times the annual gift tax limit once every five years. The growth is tax deferred and withdrawals tax-free if used for educational purposes. There is 529 prepaid tuition plan as well, which allows one to pay tuition at current rate for a state college or university. Managing a windfall. Inheritance, real estate sale, lottery are difficult to manage. The first step one should take is to deposit it somewhere and leave it for six months. Then make a wish list of short, intermediate, and long-term goals and get professional help to manage it. Financial advisor. If you're planning to have one, go for one with a CFA slash CFP title. Go for fee-only advisors, not fee-based or anything else. Since they are paid by no one except you. And number two, one-time fee or hourly rate is another good arrangement. Rebalance. Number one, as asset allocation goes out of aligned limits, rebalance. And number two, rebalancing can be time-based. Once every 18 months is best or event-based. If portfolio diverts by more than 5%, then rebalance. Tune out the noise. All forecasting and get-rich-quick schemes are noise. Behavioral economics. Number one, Regency bias. If market has done bad in past one year, we believe the same for the next one. Number two, overconfidence. 70% of Americans believe they are above average. The same gets reflected in decisions about investing. Number three, loss aversion. We feel pain of loss of $100 twice as much as we feel the gain of $100. We feel the pain of loss of $100 twice as much as we feel the gain of $100. And number four, paralysis by analysis. Too many choices of funds to invest in confuses us. And number five, endowment effect. Feeling safer and overrating what we already own. Number six, following the herd. It makes us feel safe to buy what everyone else is buying. Seven, mental accounting. It's the habit of treating money coming from different sources as different. And eight, anchoring, holding on to investments who have badly lost its value and might never recover just because we are anchored to its past price. And number nine, financial negligence, being preoccupied with other things in life in no reason to ignore finances. Spending in retirement. Number one, better underspend than overspend and run out of money in retirement. 
Number two, keep fixed living expenses as low as possible. Number three, have a viable way to earn income if needed. Four, don't take social security paychecks till the age of 70. And five, annuity could be good for people older than 75. And number six, a safe withdrawal rate is 4% of initial value or 5% of current value portfolio. Insurance. Number one, disability insurance is more important than life insurance. Number two, buy insurance if downsides are huge, even is chances are low, e.g. flood insurance. And number three, buying insurance for narrow things like specific diseases is a bad idea. Number four, cheapest insurance is always self-insurance. Five, carry largest affordable deduction. Six, cash value insurance like universal insurance is a bad idea since it mixes insurance and investing. It's best to keep the two separate. Number seven, rather than life insurance, prefer buying term insurance. Eight, if your employer offers, consider HDHP for health insurance. And number nine, illness and medical bills cause 50% bankruptcies. Illness and medical bills cause 50% bankruptcies. An umbrella policy of $1 million is a good idea to deal with potential litigations. And number 11, if over 50, give serious consideration to buying long-term care before turning 60, since 60% of the population will require nursing home stays. Inheritance. Number one, currently up to $5 million is tax-exempt from inheritance. And two, will takes care of passing on the assets, else they will be stuck in probate, which can be lengthy and expensive. Number three, living trust makes the process much more smoother. Transfer assets to trust. Make yourself and your spouse co-trust and children successor trustee. And four, power of attorney for finances and for healthcare is a good idea as well. They become active only if the person is incapacitated and unable to make decisions for oneself. And number five, charitable trust is another option for donations to charities with better tax treatment. And that's a wrap on the Boggleheads Guide to Investing. Subscribe to our channel and take a look at the hundreds of book summaries uploaded previously. And to find hundreds of written summaries, check out our website, bestbookbits.com. And for hundreds of audio podcast summaries, find us on mixcloud.com forward slash bestbookbits. Like and share if you got something from this summary and comment on what one thing stood out for you. Thanks for watching and have yourself an amazing day. Take care.